Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and I am so excited to share more on Inspire Campfire's first Grand Canyon Mastermind Retreat this spring. In last week's episode, participants of the group shared their experience firsthand. This was an immersive, multi-day backpacking experience into the Grand Canyon, and today we're going to hear our backpacking guide's perspective. Andrew Cross with All-Star Grand Canyon Tours is here with us today. Andrew was born in my home state of North Carolina, but being from a military family, he's lived all over. His goal as a backpacking guide is to facilitate experiences that introduce people to the power inherent within the wilderness, foster a connection with the natural world and one another, and create a desire to protect these beautiful places. Andrew is multi-talented. He has a diverse background, and he was an absolute gift to our group. He's here to share his own personal story along with his perspective of our experience together in the canyon. Andrew, welcome to the campfire. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate you having me on. Thanks Man, for the time. It's, it's so good to see you again. It's been a couple of weeks since we were in the canyon together, and uh, I mean, it was just just an incredible moving experience. I don't know. Let's, you know, what's it been like for you um, having been back from, from the experience with our group? Well, you know, there's always to some degree, it's, it's a, it's a normal process of like assimilation that I'm used to now, you know, when I was starting out earlier guiding, it was, and you go into the back country and then you come into the front country and, you know, having that transition would sometimes feel kind of, jerky you know and like a little bit hard and you're like oh, i gotta get back um now it's pretty pretty simple you know in that sense but I'll, i will say that um you know just thinking about the things that we saw in the group and and just how you know not every trip i get to guide uh is like our trip you know honestly what what we did is a, a fairly uh, rare occurrence for me so in the sense of just like you know, satisfaction and the possibilities that spin in my mind after a trip like that. I mean, there's yeah. been a lot of that post trip, um, but you know, you kind of just get used to like, Oh, okay. Now I'm back in you know the real world and you know, let's do that. And <laughs> when, when can I get out in the back country next? Yeah. We're always, always looking for that next adventure. That's, that's absolutely for sure. So I definitely want to get into the, the trip that we went on together and kind of get your perspectives on it. But um, before we do that, I want to introduce the listeners to Andrew Cross. Um, so I wonder if you could just share a little bit about you and specifically sort of your journey that that brought you to the Grand Canyon and I know that's it's probably going to be a lengthy conversation because you've got you've got a lot but uh but yeah can you kind of kind of share a little overview of of your journey to this point yeah yeah for sure um I will attempt to do so in a uh, understandable succinct way but but yeah for me you know I'll 
briefly touch, you know, growing up, like the outdoors were, they were a part of our lives for sure. You know, my parents both took us outside and um, I say us, I mean, my sister and I, but yeah, you know, we'd visit national parks as a family. We'd go on hiking trips. Uh, I love to fish. I've always loved to fish. And I mean, that was kind of like my first love, you know, bass fishing in particular. And so, you know, the outdoors and just, you know, being an active kid playing sports and things like they, they were a part of my life growing up. But it wasn't, I would say, like my view of the outdoors at that period up until probably, you know, post-college, you know, like so my early 20s, um, the, the outdoors was like a playground. You know, it was a place to like go out and have fun. And there was always kind of like a means to an end with the outdoors you know i was either like doing something with family or it was to get to a good fishing spot and catch as many fish as i could um and so that was like generally how i viewed the outdoors and i would say a shift you know now sure i would still say like the outdoors to some degree is a playground but it's so much more to me now and uh and so that shift you know took place and that's really that shift is what brought me into guiding but <clears throat> that that shift began i would say in my sort of you know mid 20s 24s 25 i don't remember for sure i'm 34 now for people who are wondering so about a decade ago i i went on a backpacking trip actually with my sister and one of her friends and uh, my dad always loved backpacking we did a little bit as a kid but i'll be honest i thought it was boring you know like i was far more like interested in like something that was, you know, exciting or, or if we backpacked to a mountain lake that then I could fish at, I would be motivated to backpack. But otherwise I was like, I'm just walking. Like what's, <laughs> what's to be interested in just like going for a walk, you know, yeah. or, or hiking again. Like I would never just go out and hike. My family went, I was like, Oh yeah, cool. You know, it's a chance to like connect with family or friends. Um, but I went on this backpacking trip and by this point in my life, right. I was out of college I was going to grad school and I was starting to to work some. And so I would say I was like starting to shoulder a little bit the the realities or the burdens of like real life, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was out of the naive college phase. And so I had started to feel, you know, a little bit of that stress, a little bit of that, you know, just the reality of, OK. And and that little three day backpacking trip, I didn't really have the words for it yet, but I I noticed when I was out there, I was like, gosh, like. I feel really like peaceful, you know, like this is, this is good. Like life is just simple. Like there's something refreshing about just simplifying life to what you can put on your back and going out and just kind of having a clear set mission and, and doing that. And so again, I don't think I could have expressed it in that way, you know, back then, but I felt it, you know, it was sort of a first, like a feeling, huh? And I remember getting back from that trip and kind of, Again, just like, wow, you know, just noticing like that, that was cool. And then shortly after that, actually, I got, I entered my lower back. I got a bulging disc in my L5S1. I'm sure plenty of your listeners can be like, oh, yep, I heard of that vertebrae yep. before. <laughs> um, and I'm sure it was from a lot of things, but what I was, I was surfing at the time when I like, you know, that was the, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. And that sunk me into about three years of constant pain. Uh, depression, uh, just a really dark time, you know, in my life. I can talk about it like pretty, you know, lighthearted now, but, but yeah, it, it got pretty bad. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went and saw a ton of chiropractors, physical therapists, got cortisone injections, got 
I mean, did the gamut, you know, tried acupuncture, tried various uh, like pain medical specialists. And, and I mean, that was just this sort of like endless cycle for three years. And throughout the course of that three years, that pain, um, you know, became such like a stronghold in my mind as well as my body. And it, it pulled me away from essentially my entire active lifestyle, you know, mm -hmm. anything outdoors, any just like, you know, sports to play for fun. And like I said, I, I really got into a dark place and, yeah. and depression. And there's a ton I could say about this three years, but in terms of how it relates to this conversation, uh, when I had those things removed from me and stripped away, I began to realize how important they were. You know, I had taken those things for granted. I had taken my ability to be active. I'd taken just an ability to go for a hike for granted. You know, something that I kind of viewed as like, eh, whatever, you know, hike's not like, it's got to go somewhere. You know, and I, I, and also just being in beautiful places, you know, like um, I was living in Virginia at the time, but, you know, the ability to like go out West or the ability to, to enter into these harder to get to places, uh, I missed tremendously, you know, and I missed the activity. Yeah. And I'd say throughout that three years, I mean, that was one of the things that just kept me like fighting, you know, rather than just giving up and being like, well, I guess this is how life's going to be. The, you know, keeping on fighting was in a large part, like just my love that I felt for those things. And I, I was really say like discovered, you know, just how important they were to me. Hey friend, just wanted to take a minute to check in with you. Is this mastermind group experience something that sounds intriguing to you? Does it sound like something you'd like to do? If you're listening to this episode and want to experience the transformation for yourself, I want to personally invite you to an upcoming mastermind. There's something amazing about nature that creates the ideal space for connecting with ourselves and others at the deepest levels. If you're ready to say yes to adventure, please send me a message. You can find me at inspirecampfire.com or on our social media channels. And I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Like, I love how you said that, like, th this is what kind of carried the, f there was a fight in you. And it was like, you know, these, um, these, these challenges, physical challenges and the depression and these things that were trying to grab a hold of you, but you had this, this fight in you that wanted to get back to specifically what I heard was like the hiking and like just being in the beautiful places. But I yeah. like, can I ask you about that, that like that fight and what was behind that fight? Cause I'm, I'm thinking there's like, you know, this light that, that really wants to emerge and, and beat these physical forces that are trying to keep you down. Yeah. I mean, I would say, even though there were many times where I felt hopeless, there was still, it was like a little, you know, candle of hope yeah. burning inside me where it wasn't completely dead. And uh, you know, I had friends, like certainly some friends and community in that time are really important to me. Just when I felt like, you know, I couldn't go on or, or that I just was like, you know, kind of wanting to give up and they'd give, you know, some words of encouragement or, or just be somebody to listen, you know, at times, like they didn't give advice or they obviously couldn't fix me, but just being somebody I could vent to, mm -hmm. you know, was like really helpful. And so, so yeah, I mean, I just, I'd say it was, um, you know, probably just like a God given piece of hope yeah. that kept me pushing forward, you know, and it was certainly wasn't always easy. And I certainly didn't always feel like I was pushing forward, you know, but 
but yeah, I, I, I just kind of had this stubbornness of like, I'm, I'm not going to just accept that this is how my life is going to be. I love that. So, so when somebody calls me out for being stubborn, I'm just going to refer back to that. What you just said, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So heading back to the sort of the, the kind of tail end of this three year period where you're, you're sort of coming out the other side. So yeah, probably a few months, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but a few months before there was kind of this big breakthrough. I, uh, I watched a documentary series uh, by Ken Burns. It was, it's on PBS or was on PBS, but it's called, I think it's called America's Best Idea or America's Greatest Idea. And it's a 10-part documentary series about the creation of the national parks. Oh, nice. And, and so I've always loved history, you know, so there's, there's like history and definitely learning in that. But the cinematography and the soundtrack is just like fabulous and really moves you. You know, I mean, that's Ken Burns is like a famous you know, documentary. Yep. Guy. He, he's good at what he does. And undoubtedly, like it moves you yeah. and inspires you to get out and, and see these national parks this, to realize like what a unique idea they were back when they were you know, started. And I remember watching that 10 part series just like riveted. And I mean, I was in pain at the time. I literally can, I have this clear memory of laying on my back because it hurt too much to sit. And so just laying on my back on the floor, watching, you know, on my TV, watching this documentary series. And there was, you know, in that particular moment, and there were probably a couple other moments, but I just seen the beauty, you know, portrayed through the cinematography just moved me to tears. And I just remember like telling myself, when I get healthy, or if I get healthy, you know, I'm going to see these places. And, you know, and I, again, just such a longing, like such a deep longing to get out and see them and be in them. And then, um, you know, so that was the winter. And at some point, a few months later, you know, it's, I, uh, I started seeing this physical therapist and I finally started to try some yoga. Nice. Um, you know, people are always like, what, you know, what did it? And I mean, that's a whole, probably another conversation in its in of itself, but this physical therapist actually talked to me about the neuroscience and the sort of the psychological component to uh, chronic pain. And so there was that to me. And that was like light bulbs clicking a bunch of like, Wow, how much this injury has become a psychological thing for me and almost like a, you know, psychological barriers and strongholds. And then also just the, the physical reality of, hey, I've been out of healthy movement patterns for years now. Your body's meant to move. You know, movement is medicine. I do believe yep. that, generally speaking, if it's good movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'm going to have some pain and some stiffness and tightness because I am not moving well. And so the combination of those things, the psychological with doing the, you know, yoga, this like full body, uh, flexibility, mobility exercise, just, I turned a corner like that. Like people were like, wow, this is like, my friends were like, what is going on? Like, this is miraculous. <laughs> awesome, like, yeah. Andrew's been in this dark hole and now, you know what? And within a matter of a few months, I was back, you know, once from the moment I started that to, yeah, two to three months, fast forward, I'm surfing again, I'm playing sports again, I'm working out again. And um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty dramatic time. Was there a moment in all that where you were just like, 
that's it. Was there a switch or did it happen gradually over a period? No, it, it really was a switch. It was, uh, so I'd seen this physical therapist. He told me to watch this Ted talk by, uh, what's Lorimer Mosley was the guy's name. He's a neuro, like Australian neuroscientist. And so he's got a Ted talk. It, it was on YouTube. It's probably still there. And I watched this 15, 20 minute video and how he explained it out, you know, people want to watch it, they can, but basically how he explained things, there was a thought that just from that podcast got into my mind and said, what if I'm not actually hurt anymore? Like, yes, I have pain, but what if the, you know, physiological problems in my back or the structural quote unquote problems in my back, what if they've actually been healed and a large part of my pain now is psychological, you know, along with just lack of mobility and flexibility yes. and strength. And it literally was a thought that just like a light bulb. I mean, bam, in my head that night. And I said, I was just like, I'm going to adopt that belief. Like I, yeah, like, what do I have to lose? And literally within, you know, I started just pushing myself and these things that I've been so fearful of doing, you know, doctors, oh, you got lower back issues, you know, don't twist, twisting puts more stress on your discs. And, you know, all these things that were like, don't do it was, I mean, I still had wisdom to, it wasn't like, I just like, oh, let me just go, you know, deadlift 200 yeah. pounds because I'm healed now, you know, right. like there was a process to it, right? but it just literally flipped the switch like that. And within days I was feeling significantly better. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks and, and I mean, it just, yeah, it was pretty wild. I love this story. It's empowering. And it's it's funny, like you and I got to know each other pretty well on the trail, but I don't think I I hadn't heard that story before. And I don't know if I shared mine, but I think people that know me probably now know why you and I get along so well, because you just described my story in a very similar huh. way in terms wow. of like back pain and some things that I that I had to go through. So um, totally can relate. What was the name of the guy that gave the TED Talks? I definitely want to check that out. It's Lorimer Mosley, L-O-R-I-M-E-R. Uh, Mosley, as you think it would be spelled. I forget if there's a, you know, M-O-S-E or just M-O-S. But if you type that in, I'm sure you'll find it. Cool. So I have, I got that in the Ken Burns, man. I got content to, to take in after this. This is great. Yeah. So, um, all right. So Andrew's back. So what happens from there? So, yeah, I mean, I'm back. I went on. So throughout this period, uh, you know, that three years of back pain, some time, you know, before that, and then once I got, you know, physically healthy, there was still, you know, I was working and things, but I was actually, I was a youth pastor at the time. I was running um, a program for about 60 to 70 middle and high school students. And, uh, you know, sometimes like people, ministry is really hard being in full-time ministry. Sometimes people are like, oh, pastor, you know, it's kind of weird. Or like, what do you, you know, what do you do as a pastor? You just write sermons, you know, it's like, yeah. um, you do a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> And it's a it's a difficult job, but I think for you know your listeners, for you know people to like connect and relate more, is the work environment that I was in. It was difficult to set boundaries. You know, it was difficult to ever like put things away. I was in the people helping business, and so anybody that's you know listening, that's a counselor, uh, you know, a social worker, um, you know, maybe some kind of nonprofit. Um, I'm probably missing some doctors, you know, nurses, again, like that, where you're dealing with, you know, real people with real pain and real issues. 
that has a whole nother, you know, aspect of, of draining and uh, taxing work. Obviously, it's rewarding for the same reason that it's difficult. But, um, you know, so throughout, I guess where I'm going with this is at that point in my life, through a combination of, you know, just personal struggles that I had faced, you know, with this back being one of them, this back injury, um, as well as like professional, you know, difficulties or just professional struggles. Um, and then there were some like relationship difficulties and things yep. thrown in there. Um, I, at the time, I had like undiagnosed anxiety and OCD. And uh, that was, you know, a whole nother process of discovering that, getting yeah. help with that and being in a much healthier place with that. But it was a combination. It just felt like one thing after another, after another, right? With the professional life, sort of a toxic leadership environment there. And, you know, just an environment that, that was not... Um, certainly edifying or like helping, you know, you along the journey. Yeah. Um, as well as this, you know, just these personal struggles that were just like one after another, after another. So, you know, where I was at Scott was I was, I was pretty burned out at that phase and I, I didn't, um, necessarily want to admit it at the time, you know, or, or fully know it, but I, I was I was definitely like pretty burned out between this combination of personal and professional um, difficulties. And so uh, that spring, so a few months after, you know, I was healthy, but still kind of just like grinding away at these other things. Um, I got invited on a 21 day rafting trip through the Grand Canyon. Nice. And my cousin actually invited me on it. And I was like, you know, at that point, I just felt starved for uh, adventure. I felt starved for something new, for inspiration. And I had honestly, I'd never been to the Southwest at that point in my life, never seen the Grand Canyon and never even really whitewater rafted. But I was like, wow, that sounds like pretty cool. And so I, I took her up. I took my cousin up on this invite and which I'm super grateful for. And that, that's what brought me to the canyon in the first place. So I went on this three-week rafting trip and it was, it was a life-changing experience. Yeah. What, so what happened on that trip that was most impactful for you? So for me, you know, I had never been outside uh, for that length of amount of time, you know, 21 days, no buildings, uh, you know, no electricity. And uh, I, in that time period, I saw, I mean, one, I would say ultimately it was how I felt, right? The, the space that it gave me to reflect, the way that it quieted my mind, the way that I felt just a, a deep sense of, you know, peace out there, as well as, you know, joy and just kind of a feeling of reward, you know, going out, um, we would do sometimes, you know, ch physically challenging things. But just again, the kind of like I mentioned, you know, when I did that backpacking trip with my sister years ago, uh, there was just a simplicity to it. Mm. And it, it just felt it felt really healing. And I mean, that three weeks, although starting out felt like three weeks, I'm like, gosh, like what? You know, that sounds like so, <laughs> you know, it's hard to fathom, like being yeah. out there for three weeks. Um, but by the end of it, it's like, I don't want to leave. Like, I just want to stay out here. And that, you know, I did, I, I left, you know, I had to leave. I had to go back to my job in Virginia Beach. You know, I was still a, a youth pastor. And 
but that was there were a lot of seeds planted in that experience where I just said, huh, you know, kind of like with that backpacking trip with my sister, there were clues, right? You know, there were these clues that I, I noticed and it was in the processing work after where I began to have language for those things. Um, but starting out, they were, you know, they were feelings, they were observations made by me. And, uh, you know, to kind of bring it, I guess, to, to bring that chapter to a close, I went back, you know, I kind of had this like fire, you know, okay, I'm going to apply these new things I've learned. I'm going to have a healthier work-life balance. I'm going to do all of these things and, you know, kind of get out of this, um, burnout phase that I'm in, you know, this, this, uh, sort of negative, you know, part of my life that I, yeah. I'm in. And, and, uh, and so I went back and, you know, kind of tried to do that for like another 10 months after that. And it just wasn't working. It was like, you know, um, hitting my head into the wall, some of the, you know, things out of my control and the like professional realm, uh, like the, with the leadership coach, I was just like, I can't, you know, I got to get out of this. This is toxic. Mm -hmm. And, and so I did. And, um, I, at that point in, in my life, I honestly felt so numb. I had just, you know, truly like was in a burnout phase physically. I mean, it was affecting me physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I just felt so empty and so numb and so depleted. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to get out of it. You know, it, it just felt honestly, that was one of the most miserable feelings I'd ever felt like it, it wasn't just the tiredness. It wasn't just the fatigue. And, you know, maybe some people listening are like, wow, I, I relate to this. I can, you know, I, I can, I can connect to that feeling, but it was just, it was a feeling of such emptiness and such just numbness and yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was terrible. And I, I was like, what do I do? Like, how do I get out of this? Like, I, I need help. Like I realize now the ego, you know, I'm humbled enough that I know I need help, but what does that look like? And, and how do I get out of this? And the thought that I had, I said, well, I've learned, you know, through these experiences that I've ex described that the outdoors is a healing, refreshing place for me. Uh, and it's a place that, uh, yeah, I feel I feel this sort of a you know deep sense of peace and rest in, and I've also learned that travel you know throughout my life travel inspires me, and travel uh, gives me a, a wider perspective. And I said, okay, well I need you know I need rest and I need healing and I need inspiration. I need to figure out what's next and where do I go from here, and you know so I said, well, why don't I combine those two things? Why don't I combine the outdoors with uh, travel? And so I said, I'm going to go on a road trip. It was always kind of this thing that, you know, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, it'd be so cool to like do a multi-week road trip. Like at the time, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks like sounded so long and like, whoa. And, you know, going back to that Ken Burns documentary, I was like, man, there's all these beautiful places I want to see. And so um, I kind of set out from Virginia with, I had this plan for about a month and a half. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this road trip for you know, maybe a month and a half, two months, which at the time sounded like so long, you know, ended up being four months <laughs> that I was just living out of my car, Subaru Outback and traveling. And, you know, I'd meet up with family at times, met up with some random friends on the road that I would meet, you know, yeah. people doing the same thing. And uh, so, you know, kind of 
nowadays, like we call it the van life thing, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't living in a van. I was living in a Subaru Outback. Uh, but, but so that was the season that, that brought me out West. I came out West after, you know, during that time and, and just never looked back as far as heading, heading back East. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, and that's probably a whole podcast episode in itself, just talking about what, what life was like living, living out of your Subaru Outback for a little bit. Can you give us like maybe one or two highlights of that experience? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're right. It is, a is, yeah. uh, there's a lot I could say about that. Definitely. I mean, the first like week to week and a half was this sort of like, you know, adjustment, assimilation period of like, okay, how do I, how do I arrange my stuff in the best way? You know, how do yeah. I fit things in a, in a way that's smart. Um, but after that, it just became, man, it was, I mean, one of the best, like most fun seasons of my life, honestly. Um, I would say, you know, a highlight for me was learning you know, at first I went into this road trip and I had things like, you know, sort of planned out as, okay, I'm going to spend you know two days here and then I'm going to camp at this campsite and I'm going to, you know, reserve ahead, get a camp spot here. And, and then I'm going to go to this park and then I'm going to go, you know, and I had for about a month and a half, a fairly tight schedule. And after a couple of weeks of trying to do that, I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm a slave to this schedule. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm working again to some degree, you know, where I feel like a slave. <laughs> totally to something outside of my control. And, and I, you know, I was gaining some confidence of just like, okay, I know how to like find free campsites or, or sort of, you know, get around this or, Hey, if I got to sleep in, in my car in the, you know, in a Walmart parking lot once, like, okay, I can do that. Like that, yeah. these sort of fears, you realize these fears of the unknown, as you start to face them and, and encounter them, you realize, Oh, okay. That's not really that big of a roadblock. You know, that's not really, as big of a fear, uh, big of a concern as I thought it would be. And so after a couple of weeks, I more or less like through that whole schedule that I had, you know, obsessed over for months, just kind of threw it by the wayside and just started freestyling on the road, I call it. <laughs> and man, that was just, you know, it's kind of like a flow state almost. It's like yeah. a flow state of living on the road. And uh, it was a blast. Yeah, it sounds like early on you were kind of almost like swimming upstream a little bit and and then all of a sudden just figured out a way to just kind of go with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. So I know that you also had a little bit of time in wilderness therapy and so to kind of to to bring this all together, where does that fit into this? Yeah, so wilderness therapy you know, I had gotten into guiding basically through, you know, the the quickest spark notes version is during that road trip in those moments, really, I started solo backpacking in that time, just short, you know, short backpacking trips, but by myself. And I had said, you know, how numb I was. And in those moments, I began to just feel again, you know, in the wilderness, I began to feel and I began to just feel like my soul was was being healed and restored you know not to get too woo woo about it all yeah. but um i love it yeah i mean that's, that's how it felt you know and uh and i just said gosh this is so profound like i want to facilitate these experiences for others because i know there's a lot of people who are you know feeling like i was feeling i know there's a lot of people on a track to that you know that i could see you know, i could think of so many people that i knew and I was like, man, they need this, not to mention all the you know, yeah. people I don't know yeah. um, who need something like that. And, and so the, that was sort of the genesis of like, OK, 
I want to start guiding, you know, I want to develop those skills. I want to get in. I want to see like what's out there because surely, you know, there are other guides and other people who have had something similar, you know, an experience similar to this and, and want to facilitate this for others. And so that's what got me into guiding. After I'd guided for about a year, I did is I got into wilderness therapy. And so I was guiding more uh, early on what we'd call like outdoor education. So mm-hmm. there's sort of like outdoor leadership uh, focus trips, you know, oftentimes they're with teens, but not always with teens. And uh, so it's kind of like a different sphere of guiding, but yeah, wilderness therapy, right? That's the therapeutic side. And I, because of my own personal experiences, I was like, yeah, I want to check that out. You know, what is it like, you know, how do these companies run these things? And, uh, and so I did that and gosh, yeah, I could, I mean, there's, we could have a whole podcast about wilderness therapy and, and both, you know, the industry side of it, as well as, you know, what I learned from it and what I think the, the takeaways to, to the general populace are, because, you know, wilderness therapy is generally seen, at least in these like wilderness therapy companies as, you know, sort of like a last ditch effort, you know, for people who are dealing with substance abuse or, you know, mental health issues. And, and it's great. I mean, I saw truly, you know, life transformation in that populace, in that industry, but there were a lot of times where I thought, okay, you know, the structure of how this is run is great for <clears throat> somebody who's basically hit rock bottom. But what about the people who are functioning, but they're, you know, they're struggling with some degree of, of burnout or they're just, they feel stagnant. You know, maybe they're not burned out, but they just feel stagnant. And they're like, okay, I, I you know, I feel like I'm missing something, you know, there's, there's something more I, I need. I need a chance to, to catch some new vision for my life, you know, and run after something. And so that's kind of, you know, where I was like, okay, how, how do we bring this to the general populace? And I mean, that question, I think, is something you and I are talking about, Scott, and Absolutely. You know, something I'm, I'm exploring and kind of discovering as I go. Yeah, I think it's such a good point. I mean, you talked about wilderness therapy as being something that is for or has a tendency to be for people that have hit rock bottom, but you're right. I mean, you know, everybody has their struggles and their challenges and there's a place in the wild for everybody, but sometimes like we don't self-identify that until we hit rock bottom. Right. But it's like being able to use, um, our own experiences, regardless of where we are in life, like it's always healing and everybody's got, everybody's got something that they're dealing with. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So, so here's the cool thing, like your life journey up to this point and everything that you've shared, you know, you, one could look at it and say, okay, uh, youth pastor, then, you know, living out of your Subaru Outback and then doing some wilderness therapy. And and you had some jobs before that. And maybe it's hard to see at the time how some of these things, like what the thread is, that's kind of tying this all together. But all I can tell you is from my experience, like, you know, we had some time to talk before this Grand Canyon Mastermind retreat, but I mean, we really got to know you on the trip. And so my experience with you is through this Mastermind retreat. And what I see is this person that's brought all of these elements of life together in this very, very meaningful place. And like, we just had, I mean, it was such an impactful trip that we had together. And it was like, as I said in the intro, I mean, you were an absolute gift to us. And the multi-talented features that you brought, like not only were you just an exceptional guide on the physical journey, like keeping us safe, knowing how to talk us through, you know, how to place our feet, how to walk down the trail, like all that piece. But, you know, this mastermind also included uh, the inner journey as well. 
And the way that we were able to kind of connect in that piece and the, you know, the depth that you brought to the inner journey as well. And I think, you know, as a youth pastor, as being in, in wilderness therapy, it was just, it was incredible. Um, and, uh, and you also are an incredible chef as it turns out. So, <laughs> you know, I guess I just, I just want to talk about like all these kind of how all these sort of things have, have come together for you. Yeah. Well, thank you for the, the compliments. Um, yeah. So the, you know, I'd say for me, Scott, you know, seeing actually having you validating and saying, Hey, I see how some of these different areas of your life are coming together uh, is actually impact really impactful for me because for the last few years, you know, there've been times I'm like sitting out in the middle of nowhere and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing out here? Like, how did I wind up yeah. out here? You know, yeah. with, you know, sometimes it'd be like sitting around a campfire with a bunch of addicts, you know, with wilderness therapy. And, and again, I'm just kind of talking, you know, off the yeah. cuff when you're just like, you know, and you're hearing these like crazy stories and, and you're just like, wow, <laughs> how yeah. did this happen? You know, yeah. or there'd just be, yeah, kind of, you know, self-doubt for sure. Or, uh, you know, just like, am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? You know, is, is this going to lead to anywhere? You know, like here I am, like I'm in my thirties, like guiding is generally, you know, a younger person's industry, you know, or a younger person's job. And I'm like, okay, what am I, uh, you know, where is this going? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, where am I going with this? But I would say within the last year, I've started to see those threads starting to come together. And I've been having, you know, just increased like belief. Okay, wow, I really do see how this is all coming together. And, you know, the puzzle pieces, sometimes I describe yep. it as like, yeah, I'm seeing these puzzle pieces coming into place. And I'm starting to potentially see that bigger picture come, you know, come into view. Um, but there's still, you know, there's still discovery to, to be had and there's still self-doubt to be faced. And, and so I appreciate you saying what you're saying, but um yeah, I, I think I am starting to find a sweet spot of, of tying these things together. And it's it's pretty exciting. Well, well, we're super grateful. The Grand Canyon Mastermind is super grateful for all of those experiences that you had that you were able to bring together for us. So I wonder if we could kind of pivot to our group and yeah. uh, and talk a little <laughs> bit about that. I, I'm just curious, again, like I talked last week with the group and and got their perspective on and their outcomes. And I know it was transformational for all of them, but I'd love to hear just from your perspective, sort of what you witnessed. Maybe we start with like, you know, the vibe of the group. Cause you, I mean, you, of course you've led lots of different groups, sort of the vibe of our group as we started. And then like, you know, what sort of, what sort of transformations that you saw take place? Yeah. So, you know, how I, I would probably relate it to is this idea of the hero's journey. Have you ever heard of Yes. Yet another reason why listeners are now going to know why you and I connect because we talk about <laughs> the hero's journey on this podcast. Love yeah. it. Yeah. The hero's journey. Yeah. I mean, we have talked about it before and people can Google it and there's some different like versions of it, you know, yeah. um, but for the sake of, of this, you know, the mastermind trip, I yeah. I've kind of processed it and viewed it, you know, as a bit of this hero's journey. So, you know, we had our heroes, the, the two couples, um, who came and, and, you know, the, in the start of the hero's journey, right, there's a, there's a call to a challenge or there's a call to adventure, you know, and you essentially gave them that call, you know, when you uh, created this, this idea of the mastermind and put it into place. And, and that's still the known, right. And so, 
you know, I, I would say like with the group, you could tell, I mean, there were, there were questions being asked, you know, there was some, some, a uh, little bit of nerves and, and trepidation, but I would say there was, there was confidence too, of like, okay, we've trained, we've done our thing. We've got Scott, we've got Andrew, you know, we've got our guide like, okay, you know, we're, we're going to do this. And so there's always kind of, um, I don't want to call it a facade per se or a front because that, that carries like a negative connotation, you know, but, right. but there's always like, I'd say with groups and with a guest, with guests, you know, there's always kind of this outward show of like, okay, you know, maybe we're a little nervous and I can admit that, but like, we're confident we got this. And then, um, and then the challenge starts. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Grand Canyon is just such a, amazing area and uh, part of the reason i love it so much is it's it's rugged man it's a challenge it's not it's probably one of the most challenging places to do a backpacking trip you know in the country yeah and uh and so once we started you know one of the things that makes it so challenging is you're going down you know you're you're going down into a, a mile deep canyon to a mile deep ditch basically yeah i mean it's way more in the ditch but uh you know, 5,000 feet down. So most people are used to, okay, if you're hiking, you're going down a little bit, you're going up a little bit, you're going down, you know, and so you're using different muscles, but this is just, bam, you're just going straight down for seven, eight, nine miles, depending on what trail you are on, right. 5,000 feet. And that's a quad burner. That's a knee burner. That's uh, it's, it's hard, you know, and then on the flip side, you know, when you're coming out, it's all uphill. And, and so for, for the group, you know, when they began to face, the the challenges on that first day you know that's like the hero's journey okay you step from the known into the unknown and once you get into that unknown there begins to be challenges face and there's you know there maybe there's some self-doubt there's oh gosh are we going to do this or you know and i would say like within some of the group there were those questions probably yeah. in their minds being asked like oh gosh what you know what the hell did i get myself into <laughs> and yeah. uh you know, and, and so that's, but that's, that's how it is, right? I mean, isn't that how it is in life a lot of the times? And, and so I saw that and that's where, you know, in this idea of the hero's journey, right? There's, there's mentor figures, there's external help that comes to these heroes that helps, you know, propel them beyond those challenges. And so it's not only the hero discovering what's inside of them, but also, you know, I'd say connecting with forces outside of themselves, you know, something um, bigger, whether it's other people or something supernatural. And, and so that's where I'd say, you know, you and I, in some ways, probably played that, uh, you know, a little bit of kind of mentor outside help um, for the, the guests. And, and they also, though, you know, dug into themselves, you know, because they were all amazing people. Yep. And, you know, had certainly you know, had developed themselves a lot throughout their lives, you know, through and through self-awareness and through, you know, building perseverance. And, and, and so it was this cool combination of them, um, you know, really diving into themselves as well as being open to outside help and outside advice. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I saw that day one certainly ended with, <laughs> I mean, it was a challenge, you know, it was, and, and, but by day two, right, we got some good food in ourselves. We got a good, good night's sleep. And, and it was like, okay, I, I think there's like, you know, I could see the, the, the belief in the group of like, okay, we did the hardest part. We can do this, you know, and, and it's always so amazing to see when that psychological kind of switch flips 
and people begin to have self-confidence and belief, you know, what that then, I mean, one, just how that uh, affects the dynamics of a group, you know, people are more lighthearted. There's some more jokes, you know, you, you just, you feel it. It's a tangible thing. Uh, but also then how they began, because again, all of them are super intelligent people, you know, they began very quickly to, to make the starting to make the connections in their mind, you know, and draw the metaphor out of it. And, and that for me is like one of the funnest, most rewarding parts of, of a trip, you know, whether it happens on the trip or it happens after, you know, and it's usually some of both. Um, for me as a guide, seeing those, those light bulbs click is awesome. Yeah, totally. And I, 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 we, I can't underplay one of the things that you said, like, obviously we got to the bottom, it was hard. We were tired and we ate, we got some food in us. Right. But this is where I need to just stop for a second and plug like this is going to sound like an advertisement, but I need to plug you and all star Grand Canyon tours because we ate so freaking well on like we ate better on the trail than I eat at home. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. Like the planning that went into this um, from your guys standpoint and, uh, you know, what you prepared for us, what you guys had packed for us. I mean, we were like, I think we were assuming we were going to be eating freeze dried stuff on the trail. And like, that was so far from the case. We were eating fresh food, fresh vegetables, like fresh. I mean, it was fabulous. And, uh, it, I, th that played a huge part. It was an unexpected extra for sure. Like, uh, but it played a huge factor in like keeping us strong, keeping us healthy and, and giving us just that little bit of joy after a really, you know, hard hike. For sure. Yeah. You never go hungry with all star. And if you eat good, you feel good. You know, it's how it's as simple as that. Yeah. So um, another piece that I was really grateful for was, um, you know, the, the inner journey element. We'd have some conversations prior to the trip and, and, and you guys knew going in that, you know, we wanted to do this backpacking trip, but we also wanted to integrate this inner journey. And I think you kind of already alluded to it a little bit. But I was super grateful to to you, and I I do attribute some of this to your you know your experience as a youth pastor and being in wilderness therapy. But like, you know, we had some different inquiries and activities and things that we did along the way, and you were just able to bring so much depth. And I was just like, it was amazing the way you were able to bring some things in. And and one of the things that I loved was, um, you knew when to answer questions and when to just kind of leave things hanging a little bit because for the inner journey, sometimes it's like, you know, a question might get asked and a quick answer might satisfy them uh, in the immediate moment, but like maybe dragging some of that out and, and not directly answering some of those questions might uh, enhance the inner experience a little bit. I was wondering if you could just talk about that because you did that so beautifully. Well, thank you. Yeah. You know, I, so for me, we, in our modern world today, we live in this culture that is obsessed with control and certainty. Yeah. And, and I say this and I don't remove myself from it. I acknowledge how it affects me, you know, and how I also grab and, and grasp and struggle for, you know, control and certainty. And I think, you know, more so now than any other time in history, we can at least have the facade or the belief that, okay, we can control things, you know, because we have with technological, technological advance, advances and things. I mean, sure, we can definitely control more aspects of our life and environment than any other humans have probably, you know, throughout history. Um, but that being said, anybody who has had a sudden, 
you know, tragedy happen or just something unexpected. I mean, we all realize, okay, at the end of the day, we, we don't actually have that much control. And that's why I say it's a facade of it. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily think like some of these ideas, you know, like, oh, saving for retirement. Okay. That will hopefully give you some control over, you know, your life as, uh, you know, an older person. Like, yeah, I'm by no means am I saying like, we should never do any of these things. Let's all be hippies and live in the woods and have a commune or something. You know, I'm not taking it to, to that degree. But the reality is in life, if you don't learn how to deal with the uncertainty, and you don't, you know, develop maybe some of those character attributes that help propel you through the hard times that we're all going to face. Then, uh, you know, I mean, I think your life's gonna, your quality of life is going to be diminished. And so, you know, how do we, how do we develop some of those skills and and learn to deal with some of that uncertainty, and then also use those moments of uncertainty as windows into self discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think in the context of the mastermind. That's what I was, you know, hoping to facilitate is, okay, when you're faced with this uncertainty, you're in an unknown environment. You don't normally go into the Grand Canyon. You don't normally carry a 35, you know, pound backpack on your back. You don't normally, you know, walk for eight hours in a day. So when you're doing these things that are unknown and and uncertain, uh, what comes up within you? You know, where do your thoughts go? Where do your emotions go? Do you, what comes up? And, and just having the self-awareness of that. And then use, like I said, using that as a window into uh, potential self-discovery. And so that's, uh, I'd say that's you know why I did what I did. Uh, I would say I've, I've learned that through wilderness therapy, through, you know, just the, con- you know, own things I've contemplated in my own life and my own mind, you know, and, and just teachings and things I've gathered over the years, you know, life coaching to some degree. I, t- I know you're a life coach. Uh, you know, I think the life coaching model is something I've I had some training in. And again, a, a lot of that's about like letting people come to their own conclusions, you know, asking questions that will rather than telling, you know, you're asking questions rather than telling them what to do. And so, you know, I'd say all it was kind of a combination of all those things. But that's why we did what we did. And yeah, knowing, you know, sometimes you got to tell people what's up, you know, and, and again, certainty is not a a bad thing or having details is not a bad thing in of itself, but when we become so reliant upon it in our society, I think that's where some of the problems arise. I love it. And it was magic. Um, So I guess I'm curious for like, for people listening that are like intrigued by this experience that we had together, um, how would you sort of summarize the learning and growth like within our group? And then like, what, what could other people sort of expect? Yeah. So, you know, I, I know I can't wait to hear the, the podcast with the, uh, you know, yeah. with the couples that I consider friends or excuse me, the four people, the two couples that, you know, I consider friends. Now I'd love to hear their perspective on it all. Um, and there's funny people. I'm sure they've, they've got some good, good uh, one-liners about it as well. But uh, you know, I, I'd say for them, like, I know they're hungry for more of it. You know, they, they saw the benefits. I, I know on the trail, as we were coming out on that last day, you know, the, the conversations they were having about, okay, how, you know, these things that I've, I've learned, how I'm going to apply them to life, you know, how I'm going to write a blog about them, how I'm going to pass this on to others. And so sort of assimilating that knowledge back into their businesses, you know, their personal and professional lives. Um, I remember another group I took out uh, last year, it was a group of, of business owners 
And, you know, there's a whole story behind it that we probably don't have time to cover. But I remember uh, one of these guys who runs a successful landscaping business, uh, what he experienced on that trip, you know, in the wilderness. Uh, this was another Grand Canyon trip. He, he literally just had the quote. He just said, this is going to absolutely change how I do business, like how I run my business. And I mean, again, to me, stuff like that is just music to my ears, you know, because it's like, yeah, this is, you know, it's not just about coming out and having a great experience. Like, yeah, we want to have a great experience. But in the bigger picture, so what? You know, like it's meaningless if we, in my opinion, it's meaningless if we don't apply it to make a better world and a better uh, society and improve our families' lives and improve our personal lives, you know. And and so the whole so what is is a big thing to me, uh, as opposed to just sort of this consumer mentality of, hey, let's go have uh, as much fun as we can. Yeah, yeah, let's have as much fun as we can, but let's make it purposeful as well. Oh, my gosh. So, so well said. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, I know you're going to be doing more of these masterminds, which I think is awesome, Scott. You know, I uh, I'm excited for more of them. You know, people can certainly experience this stuff on their own, uh, you know, just by going out in nature, you know, going going visiting a national park. And, you know, I think those are key experiences as well. You know, those were some of my own uh, stories of just sort of this own personal journey of it. Um, and then that being said, I also think there's a lot to, uh, you know, a lot of benefit in doing it with a group, you know, and doing it in an intentional setting like you have, you know, created and uh, in, you know, a setting that I seek to facilitate and create because it, that really does create, um, I think, you know, it, it raises the bar of, of what can be done when you have, you know, people who are intentionally seeking to create and, and facilitate an experience like that and sharing that with others, right? You know, sharing that uh, in the context of, of community. Yeah, totally. Well, Andrew, you have an incredibly bright future ahead. <laughs> I know that that there's going to be a lot more from you, um, but I just am so grateful for, for what you brought to this experience. And I know just even just looking at your life up to this point, like there's so much magic there. And I know that when Hollywood gets a hold of your story, they're going to want to make a movie about your life. <laughs> <laughs> and when they do, what I want to know is who's going to be the Hollywood actor that's going to play you in this movie. Oh yeah. Hmm. Well, I guess I'd have to probably say Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that somehow. <laughs> I just knew. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, uh, actually it was funny. Uh, I think it was Gina, uh, I forget who exactly, but somebody <laughs> on the trip said, uh, you know, said, has anybody ever told you you look like Bradley Cooper? <laughs> there we go. And I was like, yeah, I, mean, I have got that a few times. Although it's been a while since I got that. So okay. yeah, I take that as a compliment for sure. And uh, he's he's a studly guy. So I guess I'd have to, you know, I, I don't always see it. I'm like, I don't know if I look that good, but okay, you know, I'll take your word for it. We're going uh, with Bradley Cooper. What's your movie going to be called when they make this movie? I, I think it'd be called A Subaru Runs Through It. What? That's awesome. I love that. Play off of, you know, the fly fishing, a river oh, runs through it. Man, that was perfect. A Subaru Runs Through It starring Bradley Cooper. Bradley that, Cooper yeah. That's a movie. That's an Oscar Maybe winner. I can't wait to see it. Um, Andrew, if people want to get in touch with you or All Star, what's the best way for them to do that? 
So, you know, I mean, you can Google All-Star Grand Canyon Tours. I'm, I'm a big Googler. Um, Scott, you can probably put links, you know, and, and things cool. as well. Um, I should probably get in line with the 21st century. I don't have a LinkedIn. Um, if people want to follow me on Instagram, you know, I post uh, just that's kind of my life, you know, I'm just personal, professional life. Uh, you can follow me, uh, andrew.m.cross. That's on Instagram. I'll, you can probably put that link in there too, Scott. Um, and I, I'll send out my uh, email address to you as well. And, and so people can Perfect. get in touch with me. I always love to connect, you know, with people that uh, either go and can relate to some degree of my journey or, you know, looking, have ideas and like, wow, I really want to be, on, you know, have an experience like this. How do, you know, how do we make that happen? I love it. Well, just thank you again for just touching us the way that you did and just being a part of that whole experience, the physical journey, the, uh, the inner journey and for feeding us so well. It was so great. And for those listening, I hope that you've been inspired today as much as I have. I hope Andrew's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Andrew, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Scott. Thanks for being who you are. Just generating these ideas. <laughs>